listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. We've got a special guest today, a good friend of mine, Paul Epstein, talking about better decisions faster. In fact, we're going to be talking about his book, which is one I'd highly recommend regardless of whatever industry you work in, because it's all about helping you make better decisions faster. He's got some simple ideas that I think are going to make your entire life a lot easier, especially when you're at a critical inflection point. Should I go here or here? Should I turn left or turn right? So I think you're going to appreciate his creativity that he brings, as well as his rich experiential base being an executive working in the sports industry. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And one other note, make sure if you're in the recruiting industry, check out theplacementclub.com. It's the industry's largest free community for experienced and intermediate level recruiters. Theplacementclub.com. Free to join and one good idea can change your life forever. Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you've got time, leave us a nice five-star review wherever you hear this podcast. And now here's my conversation with my friend, Paul Epstein. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. I've got my good friend and fellow author and speaker, Paul Epstein, with me today. And today our topic is better decisions faster. Paul, thanks for joining me on the show today. Uh, Fired up to be here, Scott. Let's roll. Yeah, rock and roll, man. It's good to see you again. Okay, so tell me, and I will make a very positive plug for your book, Better Decisions Faster. It's actually helped me as I'm going through making decisions. And one thing I will tell you and people listening, I felt like you were right here listening to me talk about these things that you were coaching me through the book. So good job. And we're going to dig into this. But let me ask you this. When you say better decisions faster, what does that mean? I mean, I've never thought about fast decisions. What went Mm. through your mind in terms of why this is an important topic for people? Absolutely. So let's double click on two of the words. So decisions and decision making is obviously the content. That's the subject matter. That's the area. But let's double click on better and faster. And let me go in reverse order. Fast and faster are very different things. Because oftentimes when I say better decisions faster, people will come back and say, well, you know, when I've made decisions too fast, it's hurt me. I was too impulsive. I was too emotional. I was too. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say fast. I said faster. So part of what's inside of the book, and this delves into the better is, I didn't just write a book to say, hey world, you should make better decisions faster. Said Captain Obvious. Of course you do. Of course you want to make better decisions faster. So what the book really is, it's a how-to. So it's all about activation, implementation, taking action. There is a process that I call the head, heart, hands equation. Right. And when used, you get to make decisions faster. So at the most critical forks in the road of business and life, when most people might suffer from paralysis or decision fatigue Mm -hmm. or decision overwhelm or the worst decision of them all, which is indecision. Right. And then we just stay on the sidelines and we never make the most important rule of decision making, which is make a decision. That's right. And I want to talk about that. Let me point out an observation when you talked about indecision. When I went to the Naval Academy, we learned how to be officers in the Navy. And the one thing we were taught was make a decision. Mm -hmm. Make a decision. Be decisive. But what if it's wrong? Then it's wrong. 
make a decision, make your best decision. And I like the fact, and you even mentioned this, I want to dig into this. You gave us a framework, action step, step one, step two, step three, and how to go through this. And so tell me more when you talk about the head, heart, and hands concept, kind of tell us what does that mean? And let's go into that a little bit, please. Absolutely. So head is your mindset. Heart is your authenticity. Hands are action. Mm-hmm. The equation is head plus heart equals hands. Yep. Meaning when deciding whether to use your hands, whether to take action, there's two checkpoints, head and heart. Mm-hmm. Head, do I think it's a good idea? Heart, mm-hmm. do I feel it's a good idea? And mm-hmm. just like when you're driving a car, you pull up to the intersection, you know exactly what to do. Green is go, red is stop, yellow is assess. And that's how mm-hmm. the equation works. When you're heading your heart or on board, it is a green freaking light. 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. times, Mm -hmm. go take that action. The opposite, no head, no heart, red light. Don't do it or stop doing it. And then when either the head or the heart is on board, it's a yellow light and we got to solve for the gap. So I wrote the book to fill our business, our career, our lives with more green lights. I wrote the book to create the awareness So we stopped running reds and I wrote better decisions faster because yellow lights are hard. They are challenging. They are why we have stress and anxiety about decisions. And so I wanted to write the playbook for how to conquer and navigate the messy middle of yellow. That's great. And let me, let me ask you this when you've worked with professionals and I want to talk a little bit about your expertise because it's very unique and very interesting also in terms of sports and all that and the rainmaking part of that. But what have you seen with your own eyes where people have had that yellow light and they don't know what to do? What's the pitfall with that? What are they facing with yellow Mm. lights? There's two types of yellow light. When your head is on board, your heart is not. And then the opposite. One of them is good. One of them is bad. One of them can be your friend. One of them is your enemy and I'll double click on both. Let's start with the bad. Let's start with the bad. Because if I were to ask all the rainmakers out there, what do you think is more probable that next week and next month, you think you have a better chance of your head changing, meaning your mindset changing or your heart? Mm. And most people would pretty naturally say, yeah, like I'm not going to wake up with a new heart tomorrow. So if Mm -hmm. the heart's not going to change, that's the problem with the yellow light where your head is on board because your heart's never going to join for the party. And that yellow can be more deadly than a red because at least a red, bam, you pull the trigger, you stop doing it or you don't do it. But this yellow, sometimes months and years go by and you're stuck in yellow that's never going to be a green. Let me give an example. Yeah, sure. A lot of times we hear the word rainmaker. And mm-hmm. in my case, NFL and NBA executive, I always was in the sales and business development lane from an entry mm-hmm. to an executive mm-hmm. level. And oftentimes, so I led teams that generated billion dollar goals. And we all know that sometimes that top performer, that top producer, that top salesperson of the widgets, sometimes they can be a little difficult to manage. Right. We've all been around those people. Yeah. They can sell anything, <laughs> but man, sometimes you put them in a culture, in a locker room, And it can get a little toxic. So what I would do in these cases, talking to my former self, my head loved their production. My head loved their performance. And I, as somebody that wanted to climb in my own career, I had goals. I also had pressures and expectations from boss and company in a quarterly organization. We've got shareholders. We've got just, we've got to be a rainmaker. So our head, when you manage a rainmaker says, 
keep them, but your heart in this scenario knows they're not a keeper. Mm -hmm. They're not. And that's not going to change. But what happened was I kept them because that's how business usually works. It's a very head-driven type Uh of an industry. Uh And Uh because of that, then TikTok years go by and now I've got culture problems. I've got morale problems. I've got energy and attitude problems. And so I have engagement problems. And then some of my better people would leave because we were tolerating bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And so now I have retention problems. And then the market became aware of this. And now I have recruiting problems. But you know what I really had, Scott? I didn't have engagement, retention, or recruiting problems. I had a yellow light problem. So if I could advise the Paul of years past, beware of that yellow light where only your head is on board because your heart often isn't going to join that party. And then the opposite can be the good yellow. The good yellow where if your heart is in on a person, an idea, a strategy, a pivot, whatever it is, when your heart is in, you stay in that fight. Because you can untangle the cobwebs above the neck. You know, sometimes there's a self-limiting belief. Sometimes you need to talk to a coach, an advisor, a mentor. There are solutions and strategies for how to overcome the toxic stuff in the head. And so that's the good yellow. Because when your heart is on board, that does have the potential to become a green. That's really interesting, Paul. So let's say there's an executive or a rainmaker in a big firm or small firm or self-employed with a small team of people, and they're coming to a decision and they have to make a decision, whether it's, should I terminate this client relationship? Should I hire this new person? Whatever it is. And one thing, just my notice is that when you make incorrect decisions, and I was even telling some people that I'm working with and even my wife about this, that if I take an hour and I spend it in an area that doesn't advance me to my goals, that's actually a two-hour loss. It's the time that I spent walking away from what was an effective result and the time I could have spent walking towards it. So I'm actually twice as far away from my goal. So that's why I think the decision-making part here is such a critical issue. And I loved, one thing I loved is the simplicity of this concept where I'm trying to find out like, you know, where's the complex business stuff here, but it's not. It's pretty simple. So let's say somebody's at an inflection point. Should I go left or right? Should I do this or this? If you were their coach and you're coaching them, how would you advise them on making that decision? Simply put, you use the head, heart, hands equation in any decision that has significance, value, or greater consequence. But here's the reality. Greens and reds, they're pretty straightforward. It's simply an awareness game. What I am doing by introducing the head, heart, hands equation is I'm giving folks a tool via an equation to say, I can get you to a green or a red instantly if that's where you land. And those are going to be pretty obvious. So the yellow is really, again, where those trickier calls lie. And here's the thing. When I say better decisions faster and I say faster, what I'm really doing is Once you know whether something is a green, yellow, or red, it advises your next steps. So in your case, you're talking about employees and whether do you hire, do you fire, do you you promote? Well, those are decisions, right? If you're starting up a firm and or you're wondering, all right, right now I run a two, three, four person shop. Do we want to become a 10 or 20 person shop? Okay, well, that's a decision. And that's going to come with time, energy, money, resources, and the list goes on and stress and all that. So you've got to ask yourself when you're facing these decisions, Check in with your head. 
Is your head on board? Check in with your heart. Is your heart on board? And again, if they're both on board, then that's a green light. Neither on board, red light, one of the two, yellow light. And that's where I just think that the big gap, Scott, what I see, especially with Rainmakers, is we obviously have achieved and succeeded at a very high level. That's why we're Rainmakers. Right. But often, especially early to mid-career, at least for me, I was trained to be very head-focused and hands-focused. So it's a go, 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 do, do, do world. And it's always like, where'd you go to school? What's the blue chip brand? Like It's a very head-driven society and world. The gap that I see, and this is what separates the winners from the losers, is winners are very comfortable leading from their heart. And what I mean by that is... Mm. Most of the world has a heart gap, especially Mm -hmm. in business. And I believe that if you incorporate the heart, it's not an or, it's not head or heart. It's a yes and, it's head and heart. But the heart, since most people miss it, that's the competitive advantage. Because now you're building culture as your competitive advantage. Now you're taking care of the whole person. Now your relationships are going to be better. Now more people are going to support you. I know damn well that whether you're an attorney, a rainmaker, and fill in the blank, trust is the currency of life. And you cannot have high trust relationships if people don't know that your heart is in, that your heart cares. Otherwise, they're just going to use you. If it's it's nothing but head, I'm just going to extract value. It's a transaction. There's no trust. There's no partnership. There's no relationship. The only way you get those things is you incorporate the heart. And here's the last piece I'll share about this. Again, it's a yes and. Why that's so important is I'm not suggesting that head or heart is more important. I'm saying you need them both. And so when you're very logic driven, when you're head driven, I'm forcing you through this equation to check in with your heart. If you're like me and you're very emotionally driven, Mm -hmm. I don't need help with my heart. You know what I need? I need to use my head a little bit more. I need to look at some data. I need to surround myself with people that have strength with numbers, right? And so it's a yes and. And so this equation allows you to perfectly find integration and harmony between the head and the heart to drive your hands and the actions that you should either take or not take. That makes perfect sense. What do you think about journaling? When people are going through decisions, what do you think about Mm -hmm. using a journal and how should they use it to help them go through the head and the heart and eventually get to the hands? I'm a massive fan of journaling and even more so zooming out from decisions. Mm -hmm. This is actually, so the subtitle of the book, Better Decisions Faster, the subtitle is Unshakable Confidence When You Need It Most. Right. And Scott, and I know you do coaching as well. So do I. A lot of folks call me the confidence coach. And I have a formula for confidence and I journal on the back end how to implement this. So I'll break this down. My formula is confidence equals values times action. And the multiplication is how consistently you do it. In other words, for rainmakers, show me a rainmaker that consistently acts on their values. I will show you a confident rainmaker, period, point blank. So the journaling process, because no one pushes back on that. Everybody wants to be more confident. And a lot of rainmakers, we're willing to take action. We're willing to be decisive, but not Mm -hmm. everybody knows their core values. Mm -hmm. And so what I do, I say, okay, I have a resource and I'll share it at the end of this conversation. You pick a value that resonates the most with you. And once a week, it's a two minute exercise. You journal for the week ahead. 
I will live my value of blank by blank. The first blank is the value that you choose. The second blank is an action that you connect to that value. So let me give a couple of examples. Let's say you chose a value of joy. You would journal something like, for the week ahead, I will live my value of joy by cooking my favorite meal. Cool. Like super small, simple. Anybody in the world could do it. It brings them joy. For me, I'm throwing some bacon on a pan. All good. Brings me joy. (laughs) Now let's change it up a little bit. Instead of joy, let's go with courage. Yeah. Because as a rainmaker, you need courage. So I would journal something like, for the week ahead, I will live my value of courage by having that challenging conversation that I've been putting off. You're not having that conversation because Paul said you're having that conversation because courage is a core value. And now here's the secret sauce. That's week one. You stay with the same value for four consecutive weeks. So two minutes in a week, less than 10 minutes of a time commitment in an entire month. I introduce this in my coaching for Olympians, for NFL athletes, for high growth founders, for Fortune 50 CEOs. And it works 10 out of 10 times if they do the work and if they do it for consecutive weeks. And there's science to this. It's all about habits. What science tells us is habit formation happens in a three to four week time period. This is why New Year's resolutions don't work. We never get to week three or four and we don't have a process or system like a journal. And so poof, by Gen 10, it's gone. So in this case, you would journal joy for consecutive weeks. You would journal courage for consecutive weeks. And you commit to an action in that week connected to the value. What happens is week one, you're just going to do that one action because it's new. Week two, you'll do one or two things. Week three, four things, five things. And then it explodes. In week four, you'll do eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 actions connected to that simple value. And that tells your head and your heart I am a person of joy. I am a person of courage. And now you're showing up in the world consistently with that. And you could frankly walk away from the journal after and you will continue to act on that value. And that's how you build unshakable confidence. This is great, Paul. I think that you've actually written the outline for your next book, the journal that goes <laughs> along with, <laughs> I, will, I will buy that. I will buy that. That way it goes along with your book. The companion, I mean, I'm sure you probably already thought about that, but what a great tactical way. And that's what I've seen that I think one big change in today's world is that successful leaders, especially alpha males, right? I mean, I know that it's a different world today, but I think that's a big issue I've seen with a lot of the men I talk to that are very successful is that in the back of their mind, I don't want to show emotion. I don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of, changed in a way. Some of my best clients are the most self-aware men I've ever seen that understand the nuance and the delicacy of human relationships and lead in a way so that people have those positive feelings about coming to work every day. And I think by somebody understanding the value system, you're absolutely right. You know, what are the values? What's the you know values, vision, and mission? That's exactly how you build an organization. Why not do it with your life as well, right? That's something I found on my own and something I've even coached people with is you want to build confidence? What are your core values and what's your life purpose? That's kind of the summary of that because then you've got strength and people know. Nobody wants to be pushed around. Nobody wants to have to force to follow, but they choose to be, they choose to follow if somebody is followable. And I think what you talk about there, boy, we could we could have a whole day conversation just on that. Yeah, and Scott, yeah. one thing on that, one thing on that, because I agree with you, confidence does come from values and purpose, but I, 
it doesn't end there. And here's where the rubber meets the road. And this happened for me back in 2016. I'm a high-flying sports executive, CRO of the 49ers. And we went to a leadership executive retreat that changed my life. I walked away for the first time ever knowing my why and my values. It was my first exposure to self-discovery. It was my first exposure to personal transformation. I felt like a different human being and I've never been the same after that retreat. But here's one thing that I did that others didn't. And here's why I believe my life transformed while maybe others would describe that retreat as, it was cool, it was fun, it was insightful, it was inspirational. For me, I said, no, it changed my life. Very different. And the reason it changed my life was not finding my why or finding my values. It was putting them in action. So if you, and you know what happens before an action, a decision, you have to decide to act. And so in other words, I believe life is a game of decisions and actions. Now, if we anchor those decisions and actions to something like our why and our purpose, that's the winning game plan. So I, I would encourage everybody that yes, why yes, values, yes, purpose, but you gotta decide to act on it. And I see what you just said, the way I would look at it is this is the entry point to a successful life. Yes. The entry point of the funnel, the decision, you know, and once you got that figured out, then the next step is execution and et cetera, et cetera. So let me, let me kind of ask you this then. One thing you talk about here and where was it? It was chapter three. You talk about, I think it was building greater confidence. Well, I don't want to, yeah, your roadmap to unshakable confidence, table stakes, values, and promises for a green light lifestyle. And you're absolutely right because nobody holds back when they've got the green light lifestyle. Tell me when when you say table stakes, what do you mean by that Mm. exactly? I believe for all rainmakers out there, there's three table stakes on how we should approach every single day of our life. I call it the AOI principle, awareness, ownership, intention, awareness, ownership, intention. Those that want to be rainmakers, not just today and tomorrow, but sustain it. Because that's the thing, right? Like I come from the NFL and NBA. A lot of teams or a lot of individuals can win today, maybe win next week, maybe win next month. Maybe you're lucky enough to win a year, win a championship. What I have seen is there are certain distinguishing characteristics of those that can repeat as champions. Those that win the long game, not just the short game. They are highly aware, which is why awareness, that's the core of EQ. Rainmakers need emotional intelligence. If you ask me to simplify what emotional intelligence is, it's the awareness trifecta, awareness of self, awareness of others, awareness of situation, sprinkle in a little bit of emotional management. That's a person with high EQ. So that's awareness. Ownership is, look, life is hard, adversity, setbacks, hurdles, challenges. And you know who never wins long-term? victim mentalities. And so if good things are going to happen and bad things are going to happen, you got to own both. You made a mistake, own it. It's somebody else's fault. You own it because there's no point in pointing fingers, right? Like I heard a beautiful saying recently, Scott, I, I was listening to a podcast and it was a guest. I wish I could remember their name, but they said something so beautiful that I will never forget. And they were talking about a victim mentality and they were talking about how you can have that level of extreme ownership. So kind of that Jocko Willink mentality. And they said, it may not be your fault, but it's always your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, dude, I heard that. I'm like, yes, so many things that go wrong. It might not be your fault, but if you just pass the buck or point the finger or act like a victim, you're not going to win. You're not going to be a rainmaker. Right. So it's your responsibility to control how you show up, how you react, 
how you still go forward, even though this unfortunate thing happens. So that's ownership, owning the good and the bad. And then intention, of course, you got to be intentional, right? There's two types of people, those that drift on default and those that live and operate by design. And those that live and operate by design have intention. So the table stakes, AOI, awareness, ownership, and intention. Well, Paul, you have given us so much here. And thank you for everything you've shared. I mean, this is truly life-changing information. And and like I said before, it's very simple. Anybody can take these ideas, implement them, take action, and see the result of that. So if we could kind of bring it to a close here in terms of three action steps, and that's how I close every podcast. Because I believe, keep it simple, see, spot, run on a simple level so people can action, (laughs) take action and, and go forward. What would those first three action steps be that you'd like to share with our listeners? I'm going to reinforce a lot of what we've already talked about because I think it is that important. And I believe they are the most essential things to create a winning life, a winning business and be a rainmaker. For one, for all critical decisions going forward, if the decision matters to you, use the head, heart, hands equation. So you got to use that equation. Otherwise, you're just going to be random in your decisions and inconsistent in your results. Right. Use the head, heart, hands equation. That's number one. Number two, remember that confidence equals values times action. Journal for the week ahead. I will live my value of blank by blank. Choose a value, insert it in that first piece, and then connect it to an action. And I've got a resource that gives you a visual template for how to do just that. So step one, head, heart, hands equation. Step two, implement the confidence formula into your life. And step three, confidence. I'll come back to that. I have a quiz. I'll share where to find it in just a second. Mm -hmm. But here's why I think it's important. In order to grow, in order to evolve, in order to be a rainmaker, you've got to know where you stand. So where is your confidence? If I was to challenge and invite every rainmaker out there listening on a one to a hundred, how confident are you? And here's what I've realized about confidence, Scott. A lot of people think it's a light switch. It's on or off. I'm either confident or I'm not. But I would challenge that notion. I don't think confidence is a light switch. I believe it's a dimmer switch. Because dimmers can go plus one, minus one at any given point, and it's in your control, and you can just dial it up and dial it down. And so when I say I have a confidence quiz, whether you're a 92, an 84, a 71, or a 48, that's just the data point of today. How are you going to raise your dimmer switch over time? And that's a beautiful thing because now you feel more in control of your confidence. And so the confidence quiz, very simple. And I know we'll talk about all this. Where can we find you and follow you? Everything and anything is at paulepsteinspeaks.com. So when you go to my website, paulepsteinspeaks.com, hit that confidence quiz. And and in less than five minutes, you will know how confident you are one to 100 today. And then I give you tools on how to raise your dimmer switch over time. That's great. And I took that quiz, Paul. I learned a lot about that. And I can't wait to dive in a little bit more. And we're going to put that link on the show notes. So for everybody listening, you can go there. And I'd highly recommend everybody listening order the book that Paul has. And Paul, tell us, are there any other offerings or anything else that you do for people that you'd like our listeners to know about? Well, I speak all over the globe and I consider it a passion, a purpose, a calling. And for me, that's something that I'll do for the rest of my life. So I invite everybody out there that if you have a team, small, medium, large, you run an organization, You consider yourself a culture champion and you want to inject more passion, purpose, confidence, make decision-making your competitive advantage, make this theme of playing offense in a defensive environment part of your DNA, 
then I'd love to talk to you. My email is paul at paulepsteinspeaks.com. My website is paulepsteinspeaks.com. And that's that's how we roll, Scott. You know me, man. Like right. I, we talked before we started recording about essentialism and keeping yeah. the main thing the main thing. So bottom line, I speak with purpose. I speak as a calling and I invite the entire world to meet me at the 50 and let's lock arms and let's create a special experience together. That's great, Paul. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Thank you for all the great ideas that you shared. It's certainly been a life-impacting conversation for me and I'm sure for other people listening today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com. <laughs>